0: The most unmistakable spiritual orphan I have ever known is a man named Frank with whom I did ministry when I lived in Texas. Frank was the kind of driven 40-something man who pursued every high capacity job that became available and constantly scrutinized the church's organizational chart to determine how many boxes separated him from the top. He was irrationally consumed with proving himself, but it would be many months into our relationship before I'd learn why, Frank was one of my direct reports, and each week he and I would convene for a one-hour oversight meeting. The purpose of our get-together was for me to help troubleshoot any major challenges he was facing in his role, and for him to update me on the critical issues unfolding in the various ministries he oversaw. But despite my clarifying these objectives numerous times, Frank used the meetings as opportunities to garner my praise by exhausting me with his good work. Each week, he would sit down across from me in my office, lean forward in his chair, and plunk down a thick clutch of papers with meticulously typed, single-spaced notes, questions, and concerns, covering both front and back of each page. Once he had the floor, he would start at the top of page one and work his way down to the bottom of the last side of the last sheet, and by that point, I would be as badgered and beat as an at-home mom with eight kids— I appreciated Frank's thoroughness, but anyone who spends 20% of his time doing his job and the other 80% covering his rear end in case he happens to make a mistake is not going to last long on my team. Frank was dutifully following all the rules, but his leadership lacked intuition and strength. After several of these agonizing sessions, I decided the madness must end. I explained to Frank that the following week... I wanted him to come to our meeting with no more than three key discussion points, and that I expected him to tackle his everyday work on his own. Focus less on trying to prove yourself, Frank, and more on effectively leading your team. Several months after our conversation, he still continued to struggle, not just on the leadership front, but also relationally. He seemed distrustful of his colleagues, even angry from time to time a staff member would innocently question frank about a particular ministry initiative and frank would erupt in frustration as though that person were challenging frank's character finally after a half dozen of his emotional eruptions i knew something had to give i knew that i had an orphan spirit on my hands and that his only hope for healing was to walk the path toward sun i called frank into my office and said very calmly listen Either you will get healthy, or I will fire you. Your behavior is bordering on abusive, and there is no place for abuse in this culture. Our people are too precious to be treated this way, and you are too precious to continue refusing help. Grudgingly, Frank agreed to be led through a series of small group ministry sessions that teach biblical methods for breaking free from strongholds, such as anger issues or addictions, and invite people into the abundance Christ offers his followers. During his group's first session, Frank was asked to tell his story, beginning with his early childhood years. Frank grew up with an alcoholic father who abandoned him and an impoverished mother who then gave him away. I grew up in an orphanage, Frank explained. My mom had abdicated her parental rights, and so I spent my entire childhood holed away in a children's home, waiting for a family to stop in that might want a kid like me. Every other Saturday, Frank and all of the other discards would take baths, dress in their best clothes, and stand nervously in a line in the common area as prospective parents entered the building and looked them over. At three and four years old, I was small for my age, scrawny even, Frank said. To make matters worse, I had terrible eyesight. I wore Coke bottle glasses with thick black frames And twice a month, just like clockwork, I was overlooked by those moms and dads, all of whom wanted a normal child. Frank was the smelly, mangy mutt at the kennel that nobody wants to take home. When Frank was five, an older kid in the orphanage began sexually abusing him. I didn't know what he was doing, Frank explained, but I knew that it hurt and that I didn't like it at all. Frank summoned some courage and privately approached his house parent with the facts. One of the older boys was doing something to him that was painful and upsetting.